Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everyone, it's Chelsea, and I'm here today with Ryan, and we are continuing through 2 Kings and 2 Chronicles, and Elisha dies in this one. I just like kind of realized that oh, at the end, he's gone. There goes why the didn't prophet. He get, why didn't he get chariots? Well, he did get someone thrown in his grave. <laughs> and I know you're excited to talk about that, Chelsea. I know you are. I don't have much to say yes, about it. Yes, you do. You have lots to say I about it. I don't have a lot to say about it. Uh-huh. It's just like, it's just. I just realized how small of a, hold on, is it one verse? It's just, it's just one verse. Yeah. But it's a big story. People it's, talk about it a lot. It's sort of like that line, is it in, which... Which gospel? I forget. But there's like a tagline at the end of one of the gospels that's like, and this is just a few of the things we decided to write down. <laughs> I think it's John. Is it John? And if like, if uh, all the other things that Jesus did, it would fill all the books in the whole earth or yeah. something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so like... this this is like, <laughs> they, they throw a dead man into Elisha's grave. I don't know if Elisha would have been offended or not. Um, but the guy... Well, they definitely would have been unclean. Yeah, that's true. The guy rises from the dead just because he touched Elisha. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a sentence. It's like, oh, yeah, and that guy that wasn't dead anymore. <laughs> and he, the dead man revived and jumped to his feet. King Hazel of Aram oppressed Israel for the whole entire reign. It's just like completely changes. Like nobody's course. interested in that boring stuff. <laughs> it's like, no, wait, go back to that. <laughs> what are you then? Who was that guy? Who was that guy? What should we be asking him? <laughs> okay. What's the call to you? Um, so, so this is a pretty short reading, actually. Um, there's, there's not a whole lot in it that I was like, man, except for the dead guy. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I took that from you. You did. That was very mean. Um, I did. I did think we haven't really talked about the fact that this. So this northern kingdom of Israel. Um, there's a there's a lot of historical significance in this period of time that we're talking through, um, because there's a lot of things happening that will actually influence the way that people feel when Jesus is doing his ministry. So this is old stories to us. Uh, I would say it's like pretty near and dear to the people that are hearing Jesus speak, hmm. like the actual real life people that got to experience life with Jesus, this would have been very important to them. Um, and so one of the things I want to point out that we haven't so far is that one of the capital cities of the Northern kingdom of Israel, which is definitely the lesser of the kingdoms. Yeah, we don't like Israel. Well, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, it is interesting this. So, so there's two kingdoms. We've been over this, but there's the kingdom of Judah, uh, which God is basically being nice to David and mm-hmm. like preserving his dynasty. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Northern kingdom of Israel, which is basically just like a split off thing. Right. It involves 10 tribes. They're doing crazy things. <clears throat> They're doing crazy things. They have their own cultic religion. That's not based in what Yahweh says. Right. Um, and they disappear. Um, that's, I don't know that we've talked about that a lot, but these 10 tribes in the Northern kingdom, mm-hmm. they're going to be gone. Mm-hmm. Like we can't actually track them historically because they get taken away into exile and they just disappear. Right. And Israel goes first, right? Into exile? Yeah, Israel goes in about and 722 then, BC. Okay, got it. Um, and you know what confuses me? BC. <laughs> yeah, it's backwards. I know. I mean, I know. <laughs> so Israel's gonna Israel's gonna be taken over by the Assyrians. I think we'll get there and read some of that. Mm-hmm. So all that to say, um, you'll notice that these northern kings a lot of times are reigning from Samaria. So Samaria is about 35 miles from Jerusalem. It's very close. It's like if you live in Lancaster, it's like Harrisburg. Like it's not far. Mm-hmm. Um, but Samaria is also where, you know, it 
Samaritans, like the the story of the Good Samaritan. Sorry, I was just comparing Lancaster and Harrisburg in my head, like Judah and Israel. And the, and the kingdom of Lancaster <laughs> fought the kingdom of Harrisburg. I mean, I think God smiles on Lancaster sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so there's just historical significance here. And one of them is Samaria carries this kind of, people don't, like the the... The Jews don't love Samaria because it's where this like evil kingdom was reigning from. There's not many good kings in Israel at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually, when they get carried into exile, um, the the Jews start to intermarry with the Assyrians. That's why these tribes kind of disappear. And out of that comes one group of Samaritans that people don't like in Jesus' time. Right. Yeah. And then we get to the Samaritan woman. We get to the yeah. parables. Yeah. And, yep. So that that explains some of the cultural nuance that's going on. Yeah. So it's worth paying attention to. The other thing that we mentioned yesterday on the podcast was, um, hold on, let me get all the names right in my head. Zechariah, the son of Jehoiada, the priest was killed by King Joash. In this reading today, King Joash is murdered by assassins because he killed Zechariah, the son of Jehoiada, the priest. Just what goes around comes around <laughs> in the you old Testament. So. <laughs> yep. Um, anything else? What do you think about um, King, who was it? King Jehoash of Israel shooting an arrow out the eastern window <laughs> and then banging it on the ground. Uh, it is funny. It's, I guess he doesn't, he doesn't know what bargain he's striking. Right. And I'm like, oh, I just like, no, you dummy. You should have done it more like five or six times. Poor guy. Elisha never explained the directions. <laughs> well, you know. I mean, and with Moses... God was like, strike the rock, and he struck the rock multiple times, and he got in trouble, right? Well, he actually told him to speak to the rock, right? Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, he said, talk to the rock, and Moses was like, I'm not doing that, (laughs) which I definitely do often. (laughs) Talk to rocks? No, just, (laughs) I know what I'm supposed to do. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Well, I feel bad for Jehoash, because he actually didn't know what he was supposed to do. (laughs) It's a little weird, but I mean, I guess in the the grand scheme of things, he does get victory over these people. Right. uh, Sort of. Because it does say that eventually, uh, what is this? This is uh, sore in, was this chapter 12? No, chapter 13. 13, yeah. So we're 2 Kings 13, uh, 22, mm-hmm. kind of wraps up. Uh, king Haziel of Aram was oppressing Israel during the entire reign of King Jehoaz. Uh, the king was gracious to the people of Israel, and they were not totally destroyed. Despite the fact that Israel is the one setting up idols and all these things the lord still has it is interesting and i do feel like i've probably said this a million times but the god and the like god not the god god in the old testament gets a bad rap and it's because we just choose not to pay attention to all the times that he's gracious i think it's good that we say it so many times because you're right i mean i don't think we would notice it unless we just kept pointing out that oh he was gracious consistently very gracious yeah a lot of the things that people think are exclusively new testament things actually come from the old testament Mm mm-hmm All right, guys, thanks so much for joining us today for God's Whole Story, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. 2 Kings 13, beginning in verse 1. Jehoaz, son of Jehu, began to rule over Israel in the 23rd year of King Joash's reign in Judah. He reigned in Samaria 17 years, but he did what was evil in the Lord's sight. He followed the example of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, continuing the sins that Jeroboam had led Israel to commit. So the Lord was very angry with Israel, and he allowed King Haziel of Aram and his son Ben-Hadad to defeat them repeatedly. Then Jehoaz prayed for the Lord's help, and the Lord heard his prayer, for he could see how severely the king of Aram was oppressing Israel. So the Lord provided someone to rescue the Israelites from the tyranny of the Arameans. Then Israel lived in safety again as they had in former days.
but they continued to sin, following the evil example of Jeroboam. They also allowed the Asherah pole in the Samaria to remain standing. Finally, Jehoaz's army was reduced to 50 charioteers, 10 chariots, and 10,000 foot soldiers. The king of Aram had killed the others, trampling them like dust under his feet. The rest of the events in Jehoaz's reign, everything he did, and the extent of his power are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Israel. When Jehoaz died, he was buried in Samaria. Then his son Jehoash became the next king. Jehoash, son of Jehoaz, began to, began to rule in Israel in the 37th year of King Joash's reign in Judah. He reigned in Samaria 16 years, but he did what was evil in the Lord's sight. He refused to turn from the sins that Jeroboam, son of Nebat, had led Israel to commit. About this time, King Haziel of Aram went to war against Gath and captured it. Then he turned to attack Jerusalem. King Joash collected all the sacred objects that Jehoshaphat, Jehoram, and Ahaziah, the previous kings of Judah, had dedicated along with what he himself had dedicated. He sent them all to Haziel along with all the gold in the treasuries of the Lord's temple and the royal palace. So Haziel caught off his attack on Jerusalem. The rest of the events in Joash's reign and everything he did are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Judah. Joash's officers plotted against him and assassinated him at Beth Milo on the road to Selah. The assassins were Jezekar, son of Shimeath, and Jehozabad, son of Shomer, both trusted advisors. Joash was buried with his ancestors in the city of David. Then his son, Amaziah, became the next king. Second Chronicles 24, beginning in verse 3, 23. In the spring of the year that the Aramean army marched against Joash, they invaded Judah and Jerusalem and killed all the leaders of the nation. Then they sent all the plunder back to their king in Damascus. Although the Arameans attacked with only a small army, the Lord helped them conquer the much larger army of Judah. The people of Judah had abandoned the Lord, the God of their ancestors, so judgment was carried out against Joash. The Arameans withdrew, leaving Joash severely wounded, but his own off officials plotted to kill him for murdering the son of Jehoiada the priest. They assassinated him as he lay in bed. Then he was buried in the city of David, but not in the royal cemetery. The assassins were Josachar, the son of an Ammonite woman named Shimeath, and Jehozabad, the son of a Moabite woman named Shomer. The account of the sons of Joash, the prophecies about him, and the record of his restoration of the temple of God are written in the commentary on the book of Kings. His son Amaziah became the next king. Second Kings 13, beginning in verse 14. When Elisha was in his last illness, King Jehoash of Israel visited him and wept over him. My father, my father, I see the chariots and the charioteers of Israel, he cried. Elisha told him, go get a bow and some arrows. And the king did as he was told. Elisha told him, put your hand on the bow. And Elisha laid his own hands on the king's hands. Then he commanded, open that eastern window. And he opened it. Then he said, shoot. So he shot an arrow. Elisha proclaimed, This is the Lord's arrow, an arrow of victory over Aram, for you will completely conquer the Arameans at Aphek. Then he said, Now pick up the other arrows and strike them against the ground. So the king picked them up and struck the ground three times, but the man of God was angry with him. You should have struck the ground five or six times, he exclaimed. Then you would have beaten Aram until it was entirely destroyed. Now you will only be victorious three times. Then Elisha died and was buried. Groups of Moabite raiders used to invade the land each spring. Once, when the Israelites were burying a man, they spied a band of these raiders. So they hastily threw the corpse into the tomb of Elisha and fled. But as soon as the body touched Elisha's bones, the dead man revived and jumped to his feet. King Haziel of Aram had oppressed Israel during the reign of King Jehoaz. 
But the Lord was gracious and merciful to the people of Israel, and they were not totally destroyed. He paid them because of his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And to this day, he still has not completely destroyed them or banished them from his presence. King Haziel of Aram died, and his son Ben-Hadad became the next king. Then Jehoash, son of Jehoaz, recaptured from Ben-Hadad, son of Haziel, the towns that had been taken from Jehoash's father, Jehoaz. Jehoash defeated Ben-Hadad on three occasions, and he recovered the Israelite towns. Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, It means a lot to us, even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, If you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, We would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, You can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcasts at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.